0: blog talk radio Well, neither did we. Uh, (laughs) Due to technical difficulties on Friday night, we had to reschedule that show to tonight. So if you're into politics, you have hit the right place. This is going to be a hard-hitting one. It's going to be a fast one. Uh, Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the one, the only, the incredible one herself, Dorothy Morrison, www.wickedwitchstudios.com. And if you need her products shipped overseas, check out www.theangrycauldron.com. So, to the Desperate Housewitches, it's not a GPG or even an R-rated show. So, if dirty talk, bad language, bodily functions, or anything else I might say might offend you, this may not be the show for you. But I'll try to keep that down to a dull roar tonight because, again, it is about politics. Wasting no further time, let me bring on my once-a-month co-host, the fantastic one, the one, the only, the incredible Pagan pundit
1: himself, and Govan. And Taliesin, what's up, <laughs> Hey, 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 everybody. How's it going out there in the great, vast Internet land? It is I, back once again to talk politics. Yay. We've been doing this for quite a while now. I was just thinking back to how many years we've been doing this. Just like pretty much every eight. once a month for like a long time. <laughs> eight years. Yeah. It's been a long time.
0: It's almost, it's probably about seven, seven and a half years at this point because we've been on the air yeah. eight and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So we're and grateful I'll t- to I'll you. Tell you. Thank you for hanging with us so long. I mean, you know, it's, you're a constant and we
1: want to keep it that way. Well, I think, you know, I think about this stuff all the time. It's great to have an outlet to talk about it. But I got to tell fo I got to tell everyone, you know, the whole I've been complaining for the past few years about how there's no way to prepare for a show anymore because you never know how the news is going to run. Tell you the truth, you know, people have been asking, saying, "Hey, man, when we're going to get back to the show, you know, the way, you know, the, the the way it used to be." Like, you know, oh, you go on, you talk for a few minutes about something stupid some Republican said, then you move on to Congress and legislation and all that stuff. And I just got to say that we are in, through the looking glass here. I don't know when there's going to be normal anything. I don't know when there's going to be any business as normal because we are in unprecedented times. We are in completely unprecedented times, politically, uh, constitutionally, socially. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, there have been times of great and momentous change, but we've never, I mean, somebody, you know, pointed out that, uh, you know, Republicans have this like, you know, big Jones for the past. And here Donald Trump is like, you know, bringing on the, the flu epidemic, uh, you know, the, the 1960s race riots and the Watergate scandal all at the same time. Um, but it's, it's never had anything like this. Um, And, you know, there's a lot of anxiety floating around right now. But let me tell you something. I, you know, I was getting so frustrated with things. I can't tell you. I don't think a day has gone by in the past, like, three months that I haven't blocked somebody. Some people who I've been on social media with for years just because people are Mm -hmm. at the point where they can't hide their stupid anymore. And they're letting their stupid flags fly. And I'm just like, okay, you know, you bang, you're out of here. And it's like, um, and and it just it, you know, makes you feel kind of frustrated. It makes you start to wonder just how fucked is everything. But I'll tell you, mm-hmm. the people going out there, the people marching for Black Lives Matters, the people marching saying that this is, we can't go back to, to the way it was, because the way it was was fucked up for way too many people. And, yeah. you know, to see these people... Walking, you know, into a hail of tear gas and rubber bullets and not letting that stop them, not letting the police generated violence, looting and riots that were all started by the cops. We got them on video, not letting that stop them. I mean, just an incredible Mm -hmm. movement where, you know, I mean, we just saw fucking Mitt Romney marching with Black Lives Matter protesters in Washington, D.C., looking close. (laughs) I mean, I saw that, and I was looking at the weed I got from the dispensary, going, "Holy fuck, how strong is this shit?" Um, but I was always smoking vampire. I was always, I was only partaking of vampire Kush at the time, which is about tier one flower. It's only like seventeen percent THC, uh, but you know, it's like it's, it's vampire Kush. I had to try it, but no, it's like you know, just right. we're looking glass. But it's it's making me feel so hopeful because people. You know, we have an entire generation of people, the younger millennials, the Gen Z people, the people who are just like, fuck, no, just no, no and no further. And, you know, just coming together, uh, all kinds of races and religion. And, I mean, there, there's a group of Christians on an app called TikTok, and they, you know, and they found out that there were witches who are hexing Donald Trump Um Mm-hmm. I've joined a group. We have some very creative ideas floating around, aside from our normal, you know, you've gone too far fucker type of spells. Yeah. And the Christians of TikTok found out about that and they asked everybody to pray to protect the witches who are trying to hex Donald Trump because we're all on the same side. Okay. Pretty amazing, these are, right? are born again Christians. We've seen the Amish and born-again Christians teaming up with witches against mm-hmm. Donald Trump. We, this is a social realignment. This is a social realignment where people who used to think that there are these vast differences realize, no, we're not that different. We're None of us are wealthy. None of us have had this economy working for us for our entire mm-hmm. lives and for our parents' lives. And we've seen how things used to be in our grandparents' lives and how they helped build a nation. And it's like, and it's been sure. slowly eroding. And But it's just yeah. all these young people who are just saying, stop, no, just no. And they're putting their bodies on the line. They're putting their honor on the line to march for what they believe in. And that makes me feel so good that there are people who sure. are willing to do that. There's hope. So, it is. It is. And let me tell you, it's just all kinds of shit going on i you know I've got my ear to the pulse. I've got some people in my extended internet world who have been who work within democratic circles um and sometimes I hear these little things that they whisper, and it's always at the stage mm-hmm. where well nobody nobody's saying who's saying this, but a few people are saying type of things mm-hmm. and yeah, what I'm gonna say is gonna make a lot of your basic. Have you, have you noticed, too, how much the fucking, the the bros are gone? Because it's like nobody's in the room. Well, we, yeah, that's not they're true. They're gone.
0: Well, no, I'm, no, 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 no. The bros, no, I, I have not seen the bros disappear. What I've seen is, is that they're morphing into anti-Democrats. They're just not Democrats anymore. They don't want to vote for Trump, but they're not going to vote for Biden. The bros are but you know gone, what though?
1: but they've morphed. Yeah, they've morphed, but at least they're being more honest because they were never going to vote for any Democrat ever. I mean, even if it had been Elizabeth Warren, the fact that she registered as a Democrat tainted her forever, no matter what things that they invent. It's truce and packaging. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that the vast majority of all of the other Democrats, including the people who have been Bernie stands within the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. they're all like, yeah, fuck those people. They're gone because we're ignoring them now. We're not letting them take mm-hmm. part in the reindeer games. It's like, no fuck you, this guy wants to be a dictator, this guy is embracing Nazis, you're going, to, you're going to enable a Nazi. I mean, I've seen people who try to be the biggest, I'll hear all sides of every story and why can't we all get along, go, fuck, no. If you're going to help reelect a Nazi by not voting for the guy who can beat him, then you're gone. And I'm seeing these people just being removed from the sphere because we're all cutting ties with them. And since they're being honest yeah. and that they're not Democrats anymore, there's no reason we have to maintain those ties. It's like, yeah, guys, go do your own thing. Run your own guy next time. Yeah. We'll be able to ignore him. Yeah. Uh, but it's like yeah. – but the thing is, but the, the the incredible thing, though, that people are not going to believe, and I want people to, like, record this part. I'm going to record – I'm going to take this part and turn it into a wave. But I really think that – and I've seen some articles – Uh, agree on this point that Joe Biden is Uh probably going to be the most liberal and the most progressive president the nation has ever seen, not because it's in his blood, but because that's the only way to rise to the occasion of the times that we're living in. And I'm hearing the, and I'm hearing the rumbles that it's happening. He's spending a lot of time talking to Elizabeth Warren. He is warming up big time to Medicare for all, because he's always been a guy saying, hey, you know, some working guy ought to be able to keep the insurance from his job if he likes it. But then when COVID hit and all these places shut down, all these were a lot of these working guys suddenly didn't have any medical coverage. And they were just, you know, right. tying just, you know, the fact that, you know, a single virus can cause somebody's entire economy to shut down and just that tying health insurance to employment is just too tenuous, and he's starting to see that. That's what I'm hearing from the inside. And also that he is actually starting to warm up to the idea of universal basic income, of saying that it's going to take a good decade to rebuild this economy after we're done with COVID and after we've rebuilt from Trump, and it's going to be really Mm -hmm. unstable for a really long time. So looking at some way to make sure – since we have such a service-based economy, and a service-based economy can only work if people have money to pay for services, to, you know, right. have some kind of universal basic income just to make sure that, you know, the money for all of the, uh, the businesses don't dry up. And he's starting to see that as a protection for workers as well. I mean, it, it's interesting because so many times in our history, the least likely person winds up doing great things because the time demands it of them. I mean, Abraham Lincoln was not a great abolitionist. He was not a firebrand for abolition. Uh, And and his attitude was if he could have preserved the Union without freeing any slaves, he would have done it. But the times he lived in forced his hand, forced him to do the Mm -hmm. right and great thing. And so many times you look in the history of different countries in the world, it's not the revolutionaries who bring... The greatest lasting change, but it's the unlikely people caught in incredible circumstances who rise to the occasion. And I just think that that's what we're going to see. Now, Joe is thinking that once he gets in there, and yes, he is going to be elected. The only question is, how hard is it going to be to evict Trump from the White House when it happens? Uh, There's no way Mm -hmm. that Trump can win an Electoral College victory. There's a good chance he's going to lose Texas. So just forget about any sort of electoral squeakers here, okay? I mean, the the idea of Texas voting for Joe Biden just shows you again we're through the fucking looking glass here, people. Um, But it's like Joe right now is thinking that he's going to be a caretaker, that he's just going to be spending the next four years trying to rebuild things that Trump has destroyed and try to rebuild the country and that kind of thing. And I think he's planning on doing four years and then handing things off to whoever his vice president is. Um, but I think that he's in the middle of all of this rebuilding. It's going to come across to him, and people are trying to push him to that right now, including Liz Warren, that if you're going to rebuild what's been destroyed, let's build it better this time. We don't have to build it the mm-hmm. way it was before, because the way it was before sucked for a whole lot of people. Let's rebuild it better Very this true. time. So it's yeah. like the least likely person. And, you know. But I have no doubt that Joe will rise to the occasion. I mean, the Democrats are probably going to take the Senate. There's probably going to be an incredible shattering of the entire Republican Party based around Trump's attempt to resist giving up power. And you know he's going to try to resist. Even if we don't actually see his attempts to resist, it's going to happen. It just Uh depends if somebody behind the scenes can say one way or the other, you know, try to talk him out of it. Um, But you know Mm -hmm. that at least at least Ruth Bader Ginsburg is going to show up somewhere to swear in Joe Biden to be president on January 19th of 2021. Um, But I think it's the 19th. Um, But, you know, the thing is is it's, it's, it's the least likely stuff. And I think the Republican party is going to shatter over his attempts to resist leaving the bigger and messier it is, the more they're going to shatter. I have a feeling Democrats are going to really be able to pass whatever the hell they want. In the next term once the dust settles. And, you know, again, Joe Biden is a party man. If a Democratic Congress sends him a big Medicare for all bill, even if he's not convinced yet, if a Democratic Congress sends it to him, he's going to sign it. He's not going to veto it. He's going to say the people have spoken through their representatives and this is what they want. So I, I just, you know, again, Things are seeing incredibly up in the air right now, and that's very anxiety-producing for a lot of people. I felt it too. Sure. But I'll tell you, there are so many things pointing to a better future. We just have to keep our eyes on the prize. We can't let up. And I'll say this, don't stop the Black Lives Matter protests. Even, you know, when Joe's inaugurated, make sure the protests happen. Keep the voices up. Only then you're going to have a president who's going to say, I hear you. And I'm listening, not go fuck yourself. So but keep it up. We've mm-hmm. got to keep up the pressure. We've got to keep up the marching in the streets. We've been way too long without marching in the streets, and now we've got to fucking do it. And, you know, and yeah. it, it works. True. I mean, Minneapolis, Minneapolis City Council just voted to disband their police department. So, yes, there is wow. incredible change happening. So, yeah. That's pretty fucking stellar and that's what I think of when I smoke vampire kush. I think it's a good stream.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. But you know what I mean? <laughs> this I mean, this is a real yeah. I mean, this is a, a possibility for real change. And yeah. I know that we've had our hopes up before. <clears throat> I'm cautiously optimistic because I don't have any choice. Honestly, you can't vote for the person who's not going to win. I see a lot of people doing that. They're saying, oh, you know, well, I don't want this, and I don't want that, and I didn't get Bernie. Again, there's still a lot of that. Um, But the fact of the matter is you didn't show up, or at least some of your friends who said they were going to show up didn't. And uh, for that reason alone you know, Bernie didn't have a chance. So I'm really sorry, but, you know, it's it's not like Biden was my first choice. Are you crazy? He wasn't even my my fourth choice. (laughs) I know, but see, that's what I'm saying. It's like he wasn't any of my choices, but this is what we're dealing with. This is what we've been given. And like adults, we have to do the adult thing and say, okay, this is what we
1: got. This is what we're working with let's do this but you know what the third party people they're not going to matter this time because the thing is is that the third party stuff matters if an election is close that's the biggest thing all mm-hmm. these little things they could throw the election to trump matters if the election's close i don't think it's going to be close because that's why i think you're going to see more and more republicans defecting uh away from the trump camp because it's the realization that people are willing to walk through tear gas and rubber bullets to have their voices be heard, you better fucking believe mm-hmm. they're going to be showing up to vote in motherfucking November. Okay? All the whiny little babies who want to vote third party, they're insignificant. They're not going to matter. And someday they'll, you know, let them tell their grandkids, oh, yeah, I sat out the greatest, uh, you know, you know, one of the greatest uh, t- you know, conflicts of our time. I sat in the sidelines bitching about it. Of course, they're not going to say that. They're going to say, "I was marching there with Joe Biden when he went to the White House." But anyway, um, but still, you know, right. the nation, they're not going to matter. Fuck them. I'm not, I don't even give them the the oxygen to talk about them anymore because they're insignificant. There's a movement of for uh, of abroad in this country. I mean, the, they're just of regular people coming here to take their country back from the racists, to take their country back from the you know from the billionaires. Really reclaiming our Country, our culture, our economy, and there are movements Mm -hmm. afoot. And ultimately, you know, the whiny babies are just insignificant. So let's, you know, we we can we can walk on. And you know what? If you hear anybody whining about that, it's like, oh God, that's so that's so pathetic. It's so sad. But you know, they're just insignificant. And so. I don't. I don't debate people anymore. I don't know if you've noticed, but there are sometimes I just don't even debate people. I'll say, "Wow, that was incredibly fucking racist and stupid," or whatever it is that they said. That is insanely stupid. And when people say, "Oh, you're just gonna you know insult and walk away," I only reply with, "I give a comment the uh, discussion that it deserves, and I've already wasted too many words on yours. Goodbye." But anyway, <laughs> and so uh-huh. that's you know I don't. It's just like no, fuck it. You know, life's too short. We got too much. Life's too short to argue with stupid, insignificant people. If we all ignore them, mm-hmm. we can just pretend they don't exist because they're really not going to matter. Uh, it's just you know, I mean, the vast majority, you know, the 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 dead enders who always wanted just to destroy the Democratic Party and didn't even care so much about electing Bernie. Yeah, they're they're showing their true colors and they're being honest about what they're what they're about these days at least. So now we can just you know. Tuck them under the under the rug where they belong and we'll go on and help rebuild this country and this world. Uh and there's a lot to do. Yeah. There is a lot to do.
0: Absolutely agree with that. But you know, so like like it's often said, you can't save everybody and uh right. people have to wanna to be saved. So, you know, a lot of folks are you know, I, and I've just seen incredible shit from people that I thought I knew really well Um, you know I have have unfollowed and unfriended and you know done a lot of not with family necessarily but you know there are members of my family who are still uh, in my opinion irretrievable for many different reasons Uh, some of it is Bernie related some of it is um, Trump related but my opinion is, if you're not voting for Biden at this point, you're helping Trump. Therefore, I really don't even want to know you. I'm done with it. Exactly. I'm really done with Bye-bye. it. Bye-bye. And it's going to, you know, I said, and I can see you're that. Life's too short
1: for stupid people. Yeah.
0: It is. And I can see, you know, certain aspects of my own life are going to change at the end of the year because of the stupidity of people. Uh, there's certain people that will, you know, that are in my life right now that, it will. It should come as no surprise to them that our status will be changing at the end of the year because I'm just not doing it anymore. You know.
1: Right. There's only so much right. air
0: I have to give right. to people who don't want to listen to reason. So you know, you want to be you know unreasonable. You're going to have to do it with someone else on your own time. Uh, I just can't. Just can't anymore. Oh. Uh but, anyway, yeah, well, you know, I'm just you yeah. know, I'm exhausted,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh, I know the feeling, I know the feeling, like I was telling you before we got on here, I'm in the process of packing up two houses, looking to buy another house, uh, going through my mom's house, which is where I'm at right now, uh she's been living here mm-hmm. for almost fifty years, and there's just so much stuff to go yeah. through and pack, and it's just like. Oh, my God. I mean, I did, like, 20 boxes before we did the show today, and I've only packed up one room completely. I'm, like, halfway through two others. So it's like there's always lots of stuff to do. So what I do at those times is I'll just crank up the commentary check on a cheesy horror movie or, you know, play uh-huh. something loud and raucous or something like that and just get to work and just, you know, dig it as much as I can. I'll tell you, there is a uh, – there is a wonderful documentary I've been watch, re-watching lately. If anybody is a big fan of the Friday the 13th movie series, there's a, a documentary called Crystal Lake Memory, and it is a seven-hour documentary on the making of every single movie in the Friday the 13th franchise. So uh, if you're a horror fan, I would definitely say check that out. Uh, it's well worth seeing. Uh, that's where I've been when I've been like just sitting back to chill And it's just me. It's like, oh, let me watch and let me see how they made part five, the one with all the boobs or whatever. And it's uh, it's a really fun thing. And again, that's one of my continuing messages to people. Again, you know, find those things that you can enjoy. Find those things that give you escape for a little while. And whatever you do, stay off of social media when you want to give yourself a break, because you're going to see something that makes you mad. If it's not someone you know being stupid, it's someone that you like talking about someone else who's being stupid. And you know, again, just <laughs> escape. You know, find something. It's like I'm, I'm looking over there. I, I, my dad's old copy of Walks the Line, the Johnny Cash documentaries, over there on DVD. I'll put that in next time I want to escape. Uh, just because it's like you know, you got to give yourself a chance to breathe, folks. You know, you got to give yourself a chance to breathe. Uh <sighs> yeah. And we got we got great shows awesome. coming up. We've got. A new season of Umbrella Academy is coming out at the end of uh, July. Uh, If you you folks haven't seen that on Netflix, check it out. Uh, Oberon Zell himself, the dean of sci-fi, says it's awesome, and I agree with him. Uh, (laughs) And uh, New (laughs) Stranger Things is going to come out this summer, so there you go. I mean, come on.
0: Well, pulling it back to politics for a minute, I I wanted to ask you about
1: the the Mitch McConnell race. What's going on with that? Um, The polling on it is really chaotic right now because a lot of pollsters are having a hard time getting responses. (laughs) So a lot of polling is kind of diving. But I'll tell you, Amy McGrath is out out fundraising him constantly. I mean, literally every time Mitch McConnell does something stupid to suck on uh, Donald Trump's cock again, That tiny shriveled little cock we saw in that picture that got leaked. Um, More money floods into Amy McGrath's coffers, and she's got more money right now than the last like three challengers that McConnell faced had. Uh, So, and the thing is, is that he's not deep south. Mitch McConnell is not, you know, fucking Louisiana or Mississippi, Uh, Kentucky, Mm -hmm. and it's like Kentucky is a lot more cosmopolitan of a southern state than the deep south. In the Deep South, he'd be safe. I don't think – I have a sneaking suspicion that he might just quit before Election Day because I don't think he really? has a prayer. Yeah, I don't think, he, really? I don't think yeah, he's not going to stay majority leader and he is not going to be in the minority again because he's already made it miserable for, for anyone to be in the minority in the Senate by getting rid of just about every tool they have to slow down legislation. So the fact of the matter – and the Democrats are probably going to do away with the filibuster entirely the next time that they uh, control the Senate because it really isn't constitutional. It's just a stupid little rule thing that's prevented the body from effectively functioning for a decade. Um, but, you know, so he doesn't want to be in the minority again. I just would not be surprised if he doesn't quit before Election Day. He's going to quit the day after he loses uh, and because he does not want to be in the minority and there's a darn good chance that once a real attorney general is in place again, those ties between him and those Russian oligarchs are going to be investigated. So I think he's going to want to hightail it out of town before that can happen. Huh. So,
0: I'm surprised but, because I really, you know, I see him as like he is the, the Dick Cheney to Trump that Cheney was to George W. Bush. It's not that George W. Bush had all the evil thoughts. It's that Cheney was the, you know, the promoter, right. the instigator, right. the, the idea planter. That's how I look at Mitch McConnell. I don't think Trump's ever had an original idea in his fucking life. Everybody's like, oh, he's so smart, he's so smart, he's an evil genius. I'm like, no, he's fucking not. He's a moron. He's been a moron since I was a child. And, you know, right. that's a long-ass time ago when I was growing up in New York, you know, a town over from him. He's never been what you would call smart, ever. Right. He's a, he's never. an egomaniacal, m- mean bully, like the schoolhouse bully that everyone's fucking afraid of,
1: including some of the teachers. That's all he is. Well, it's just you've got Mitch McConnell, though. I don't think he's, you know, I think he's just a bitter old racist who is sick and tired of having to play nice and has decided that he mm-hmm. doesn't have to pl- pretend to play nice anymore. Uh now that Donald Trump is in office and I just think that McConnell is looting things as fast as Trump is. I think he's taking a lot of money under the table, I think he's stashing it in overseas accounts. I mean, I would not be surprised if if Mitch McConnell boarded a plane and and uh, you know, got off in some place with no extradition. There is a serious amount of looting going on in the Republican Party right now. Uh, that's one of the problems really? that they're having right now in trying to raise money to keep the Senate. They're having a hard time because every time Donald Trump raises money for him, they never see it. He keeps it. And there's all kinds of people within the RNT right now that are starting to realize that maybe they should just smug, embevel some money, too, so that they can get the fuck out of Dodge. I mean, it's literally becoming like a ghost town in the uh, fundraising departments because money's disappearing and the, the donors are getting pissed. I mean, now you've got George W. Bush is going to vote for Joe Biden. And all, of his fundraising, and all of his fundraising contacts have started to raise money for Biden instead of Republicans. It's happening left and right. That's the untold story of what's going on right now. It's not just ah. when you have... When you have George W. Bush, when you have the entire McCain family, and when you have the Mitt Romney family all taking stands against Donald Trump, that's a big signal, and there's a lot of fundraisers who have decided, you know what, uh, Trump's a criminal, and we're just going to have to get him out of there, and they're starting to raise money uh, you know, for uh, people you know, for like Joe Biden or for other Democrats to put a control on things just because the Republican Party is – there practically is no party right now. The head of the party is Donald <laughs> Trump, and you know he can't run anything. I mean, this is a guy who takes a, a an industry like a casino that practically prints money and goes into bankruptcy multiple times with it. I mean, you almost have a feeling that this is the kind of guy – who would sell drugs and wind up paying more for his weed instead of getting it for free, which is why most of us dealt right. drugs in high school to get our fucking weed for free. He'd deal weed and still mm-hmm. pay more. Um because he's you know and and so it's just like there is no party. He hasn't you know all the people that that have been put into top jobs are Trump loyalists and Trump loyalists know yeah. how to do one thing steal money. Uh and Just like they're just because Trump thinks that that's a great thing. Oh, you got some money out of it. Good for you. Um, Even if it's looting his own party. So there really isn't much of a Republican party right now. There's just Trump. And Republican candidates can't fundraise. Uh, They're, you know, they're finding out that most of the money from the white nationalists is being sucked up by white nationalist groups. And they're not, it's not being given to Republicans to run again, no matter how loyal they've been to. Uh, Twitler. And so, I mean, literally, the Democrats are practically running unopposed as far as party to party goes. So this isn't going to just be a blue wave. It's going to be a bloodbath. So So
0: explain to me why Republicans don't see that. I mean, the the everyday Republicans. Why is it they're so insistent that they won and that they're going to win again, quote unquote? I just don't see it.
1: Well, uh, what are they Well, uh, it reminds me of a point in history that uh, Republicans will still tell you uh, isn't over. And that's the end of the Civil War, when Jefferson Davis started saying that he was going to reform the Confederate government on the road so that they could come back and win victory and all that. It was called the lost cause. And that's what Republicans are engaged <laughs> in right now. They're engaged in a lot of denial. And lost-causism is a part of the denial stage of grief, and they are in denial right now. There's a bunch of them who are denying the fact that they're still in the party because of their own racism. Uh, They're denying that in a big way. Uh, There's, I mean, you know, because let's face it, folks, no matter how liberal you are, if you grew up white in a majority white area, you 're still going to have racist things that you have to weed out of yourself and just you know recognize in pop culture, yeah that wasn 't such a great thing. None of us are untainted by this. Uh, racism is our is our our country 's original sin that we tried to purge mm-hmm. through blood in the civil war, but it didn't it didn 't work because we gave up too early and reformation didn't didn 't work and the and racism continued to fester. In our country, none of us are untainted from it, and there's a lot Of people in the Republican Party who don't Want to admit that modern Conservatism is entirely based on Racism and greed Uh, Mm -hmm. Max Boot Boot, Who used to, you know, a guy named Max Boot He used to be the lead Editorialist for the Wall Street Journal Uh, He was a big time Futurist for the conservative Movement, a big time Think tank guy, used to come up with a lot Of conservative ideas uh, he wrote a book after Trump got in talking about how that caused him to look at everything and realize, no folks, it's been racist. It's been racism all along. It's not even religious fundamentalism. That's just another cover for racism. Um, it's And, oh, yeah. and so long time conservative voices are saying, no, the conservative movement is a racist movement that took on a veneer of economics to try to make it look respectable. Uh, and so mm-hmm. there's a lot of denial going on and, you know, Ultimately, Americans are bandwagon people. There, are, there mm-hmm. are people who are going to be Republicans until it's, uh, <clears throat> until it's just socially unacceptable to call yourself one. And they're going to claim that they, that they haven't been one for a long time. They'll, they'll retcon their right. own history. People do it all the time. Um, but I've right now, it. there's a lot of people. A, a lot of people have left the Republican Party. Don't forget that. They have lost so many people who identify as Republicans. I mean, in these, in these primaries, in the primary season that got truncated, uh, Democrats were outvoting their Republican cohorts in even tough-fought primaries uh, by a four-to-one margin. I mean, and that's just because there's not a lot of people who are registered Republicans anymore. And the ones who are, are the hardcore racist Trump dead-enders or the people who are in a tremendous amount of denial. Uh, And it's going to take a while for some of these people to shake out that stuff. And some people may never shake it entirely, Um, but it's all a process. And once the Republican Party is shattered, once they've lost every branch of government in Washington, and once the Democrats Mm -hmm. start rebuilding things and doing some stuff that's popular, uh, then you're going to see that, that, that process speed up of you know the dissolution of the Republican Party and the eventual yeah. political realignment. I'll, I'll tell you, um, don't think that the election in four years is going to be a nice, peaceful thing because if we wind up being in the no. middle of – we may have a peaceful election in four years, but in eight years it's going to be raucous because we're going to go through a major political realignment. The, Dem- the, the Republican Party is done, and after maybe four years of legislating from a majority – the Democratic Party, as we know it, is also going to end. But it's not going to be a terrible thing anymore because the thing that's keeping Democrats united right now is the fact that Republicans are shit, fucking crazy. And, uh, but if you take that threat away, <laughs> then you're going to see the Democrats yeah. shake out into a couple of different parties. You'll have the moderates versus the progressives. And I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if that's the new two-party system. If a lot of your fiscal Republicans try to rebrand themselves as moderate Democrats, and uh, you'll see the, uh, the, the, the moderate versus the progressive party, and that'll be the new left-right split uh, as we try to push that Overton window back to something that the rest of the world would recognize as a middle ground. So it's, But it's going to take a while. But like I said, we're in the yeah. shit right now. But, hey, you know, on, on 9-11, I saw a tarot reading um, yeah. on my TV. I saw the tower car. When I saw the towers yeah. burn in New York, I saw the tower card. And the tower card always talks about a time of upheaval. And I thought it was the George W. Bush year. I thought that the Barack Obama yeah. years were uh, starting to come out of that. I was wrong. In uh-huh. fact, you know, the promise the promise of the Obama years brought on a resurgence of the nation's original sin of racism and elected a uh-huh. genuine racist demagogue uh, because of it. Uh, but again, we're in yeah. this shit now, but I think one of these days – we're going to start crawling out of that tower. And when we do, every tarot reader will tell you that even though it seems to be chaotic at the time, the tower card is the wiping away of that which was old and unsustainable so the new growth can come. So, you know, it's like, you know, it's it's, it's not fun to live through, but it does pretend a better tomorrow by clearing away the shit. So, uh, <laughs> kind of like the yeah, one the I
0: mean, yeah exactly and it's interesting that you say all of that because you know I'm so reluctant to put any kind of a prediction on anything these days because of what happened last time you know and right. and i i I mean I thought for sure this is this can't continue this is a, you know it's Barack Obama right. we just had Barack Obama one of the coolest presidents ever. Um, ever the coolest i mean he's my favorite but um you know not everybody agrees with me and i get that but i never thought that trump could happen and then election night happened and i got before before the votes were counted i started throwing up and freaking out because i had a bad feeling and um my bad feeling played out so i'm i'm just like I'm just trying to hold it together and hope that the stupid people are overrun by the smarter people and that this doesn't fucking happen again. Because I will tell you, um, if Trump were to get another four years, uh, not only would normal politics never be able to return, um, but every right. right that we're still holding on to would be gone. He will be so emboldened that um,
1: right.
0: he will overturn uh, l- legally elected people to the Supreme Court and fill it all with sycophants, which, if he gets reelected, he will be able to do. And there will be nothing that we can do to stop him. And women's rights and gay rights and civil liberties and civil rights, all of these things are going to be overturned. I guarantee it. They've already done incredible damage to the rights that we have. Um, And who knows how long it'll take to recover and who knows how many things have been changed that we're not even aware of yet because they don't share information in this white house. Uh, They just do things in the middle of the night and hopefully someone's paying attention while the rest of us are sleeping to actually tell us what happened, but I mean it's it's been really frightening it's been one of the most frightening things I thought Bush was scary Bush wasn't shit he wasn't a goddamn thing compared to this he wasn't
1: shit compared to this you
0: think we had problems under George W. Bush? Come on there is uh,
1: there's one other thing I want to share though There's one other thing I want to share, too, that I got from a friend of mine online. Uh, And she sent this to me because a lot of people have been, you know, asking her a question. Because, like I said, there's no question that Joe Biden's going to win the popular vote. He's going to win the Electoral College. The only question is, how much of a hard time is Trump going to give about vacating? Is he going to try to... Yeah, exactly. How hard is he going to fight to avoid vacating? Because he knows that as soon right. as he leaves the White House, he's going to be arrested by somebody. And the thing is, of course, but the thing is, is a, a friend of mine though shared a message from her son, who drives a tank uh, in the army. He's part of a tank battalion. I don't know what you call that, but uh, you know, uh, a tank group or whatever. And she th- had messaged him saying that some of her friends were nervous about what would happen if Trump ordered the military to keep him from being removed from power, and his answer to her was that, "Mom, if he orders tanks in uh, to defend him, he's going to find half of them pointed at him. He is loathed in the military because of the way that he has mm-hmm. been pardoning, because of the way that he's been pardoning war criminals that other soldiers put their honor and careers on the line." to turn in and testify against because it was the right thing to do. And it was the right thing to do under the code of military conduct. And the fact that Trump has been pardoning all these guys and reinstating them to their own jobs and even promoting them, thus making a mockery of the entire code of military conduct that they've all been drilled into them. This is your Bible as far as how you conduct yourself in your job. Um, There are a lot of people in the military who absolutely loathe him and there are really no generals who are willing to put themselves behind bars to try to protect, again, a lost cause. And, uh, again, all it would take, though, is for the Secret Service to decide, up oh, January 19th, that means Joe Biden's president. Now RBG just sworn him in. Uh, therefore, they could arrest Trump, and they're the only people in the White House who have guns. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't say I'm mad at that at all. See, exactly. it's like giving given me hope again, and I love hope, because hope tells me that we can get out
1: of this. Exactly. You know, it's like, again, it's just, but people have got to keep, you know, again, we've got to keep striving. We've got to keep raising our voices, because, you know, people yep. have got to yep. know we care. Nobody's going to put their asses yep. on the line to defend the country if they don't think anyone cares. So,
0: That's there you go. we sure. got to keep
1: telling people that this shit matters. So...
0: Well, listen. You know, it is currently 7:14. We are down to 15 minutes. Let's let's change gears a
1: little bit and talk about your book, right? And what's happening right. with that? Oh, my book. Well, it is finally out in paperback. All the people who pre-ordered their paperbacks have gotten their copies. Um, and uh, because uh, it took, because Amazon gave me such a hard time in getting the paper book formatted. Uh, everybody who pre-ordered the paperback wound up getting proof copies, which are generally not for sale. So a little bit of a collectible, just thanks for being patient. Um, you know, the book is out. I am not promoting it as much as I would like because my life is all higgledy-piggledy. Uh, in, a, in a month or yeah. two, once I settle down in my new place, I'm hoping to be able to really dive back into promoting it again. But The Sorceress is available on uh, ebook at Amazon. You can get a paperback there as well but I'm going to be buying some paperback books to do a big sale soon. I'm actually going to be doing one more big sale of Dark of Moon because I've got about 13 copies of of Imperfect Love left in paperback here at my house. Uh And so I'm going to be doing a a series of two-packs where you can get – the film Dark of Moon, the pagan romantic comedy, and then you can also get mm-hmm. the quasi sequel novel uh, in a package. It's going to be both of them are going to be available uh, for just twenty dollars total with free shipping. Uh, and normally they, you know, normally the DVDs twenty bucks and the books fifteen, so you're saving fifteen dollars. You're getting free shipping. Both can be signed. Uh, so definitely, if you want to get a paperback copy of any of my books, send me a message through my Facebook page. Uh, you can buy it through amazon, uh but you'll probably get it a little quicker through me uh and also you'll get it signed uh but uh and also right. I am I still need working
0: my signed copy that's right
1: there you go, there you go and uh oh yeah, yeah, and uh, as soon as I get the next box of books, then I'm gonna be getting that out to you because you know I can't wait till you read the second book now because the character named after you so uh gets to do even why more not? in in there that's uh, because book two. Book two is called The Witch and Raina is the resident uh Wiccan in the group. So I
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's the character's name is mine, but that I it doesn't necessarily mean the character is based on me, so don't, don't think that folks. This is No, this because is out of this is this... brain. No, <laughs> <laughs>
1: so Raina Raina in the book is uh biracial. She's still a redhead. Uh, but she's biracial, uh, Mexican, and Jamaican, and uh, that's, that's her background. Um, and uh, and uh, she is actually getting uh, – she, she winds up uh, learning a lot about magic from the Fae folks, and it starts in book one. So go ahead and check out The Sorceress to see the beginning of Raina's Different Journey, because I will go ahead and announce it you know, to everybody here on the radio that once I get to about book six – in this uh, seven book series, I'm gonna start putting out the Raina Star Mysteries, which is going to be Raina and her best pal star. Yes. Reina and her best pal star, who is a young gay man who can morph into a house cat as they go and Love uh it. solve mysteries. You know, I, I haven't written any of the mysteries yet, but it's along the lines of uh does there's a, the there's a secret code found in the lost diary of Aleister Crowley reveal the the lost tomb of Christian Rosenkreutz wow. and the entire source of the Rosicrucians? Reina and her best friend Star have 24 hours to find out before the tomb is sealed forever. That kind of thing. So wow. uh, that's so that, cool. I am so psyched. <laughs> so people, start reading it now. Start reading The Sorceress, and so you can start. start there's a whole universe around this. Uh, there, I have I yeah. have about eighteen different novels planned right now in this universe, and it all starts with the sorceress. So check it out on so Amazon. Cool. Uh, if you want a signed copy, go ahead and uh, drop me a line. Uh, you know, uh, we'll 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 set it up. Oh, so awesome! I'm really excited. <laughs>
0: oh, um, tell folks about um, what's happening or not happening with Starwood and. Uh, Give them an idea of why we're not doing
1: the July show. Right. Starwood uh, is uh, not happening in reality this year. It's simply, uh, you know, they they didn't think it was responsible to bring a lot of people together before there's a vaccine. Yep. And also, let, you know, yep. folks, none of your big festivals are going to happen this summer. Pendix canceled just because... A lot of right. these festivals are year to year. If they have a bad year, that means they don't get to have a festival next year. And there's just too many people who just don't want to travel and be in groups. I'm one of them. I can't. I'm immunocompromised. I'm dietetic. Me the uh, Starwood's yeah. not happening, but they are having a virtual Starwood. They're calling it Starwood 39.5. Uh, it is mm-hmm. $40 and you're going to get access to exclusive uh, workshops and musical performances, all available Over the internet, you're going to have a private stream not accessible by anyone else. It's $40, and you're going to have people like uh, Oberon Zell is going to be doing stuff. Uh, You know, there's a lot of different folks doing some great workshops. You're going to have music uh, from uh, Gypsy Funk Squad and Mayan Ruins and just a lot of great uh, bands and outfits, and uh, there's also going Mm -hmm. to be all night drumming on Saturday night at Starwood. They're going to do live remotes from bonfires around the country. Uh, one is. of them is going to be at Tradara in Madison at Ian and Sue's lab. Uh So yes. you know we've got, and it's all yours for forty bucks, forty bones, man. And uh, and I'll say this right now: anybody who registers for Starwood, uh, if you uh, you know keep a copy of your email receipt, and you know after after the you know when it's all done. Uh, if you, you know, if you keep your receipt, uh, you can use it as a coupon for $5 off anything that I sell, whether it's Dark of Moon, Imperfect Love, or The Sorceress. If you register for Starwood and keep your receipt, I will use that as a coupon to give you $5 off anything I sell, just because, you know, we're just, we're, we're trying something new, folks. So let's, let's go ahead and make it a success.
0: This is a unique opportunity, and I've been saying this ever since this whole thing happened. This has been a unique opportunity this year. While we all can't be in person, we do now have the ability to travel virtually to all of the festivals that we wanted to go to, but couldn't figure out how we were going to afford to go. Now, because you don't have to do the camping, because you don't have to worry about the food because you're home, you can go and partake of all of these wonderful pagan festivals that you would not have been able to go to if it was only being held uh, in an in person situation. So, I mean, I have been to book signings I didn't think I'd be able to get to. I'm going to be able to <laughs> attend Starwood this year because it's virtual. I haven't been to Starwood in eight years, nine years, actually. I'm um, eight yeah. years. I'm very nine years, nine years. I'm very excited. Um, so, yeah, take advantage, while we all can't be in person, of going to as many festivals and supporting as many people as you possibly can. This is the year to do it. So nobody has to miss out this this year, folks. It's a good thing. It can be oh. a very good
1: thing. And real quick, too, I wanted to, uh, real quick thing, just in the neat stuff department, you know, that uh, we're getting while we're, like, at home and ordering stuff offline, just bought my wife. A, a copy of the new Tori Amos book called Resistance, and it's signed by Tori. So it's uh, it's like a, that. was a really cool thing. I'm I'm gassed about reading it That's myself. Awesome.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> well, my friend, it is just about that time. It's a it's a couple of minutes to go, but I'm thinking, you know what? Yeah. You've got things going that's on fun. personally. I've got some things going on. I am yep. so looking forward to seeing you virtually uh, at some point during Starwood and hopefully uh we'll get to hear from you again in August. Uh have a wonderful m- a wonderful month. Uh, we're going to miss you, but we know things are, you know, things are happening for the better and and that's a good right. thing and we wish you every success, and we'll we'll talk to you again in August,
1: my love. Well, thank you. Yes, uh, it's been great hanging out and chatting. I will catch all of you folks. Uh, same back time, same back station in a couple of months. Taliesin out. Yeah. All right.
0: Okay, guys, I will see you later this week uh, with my sister. Uh, Please forgive me. I'm tired and can't remember who's coming on, Uh, but we have a double shot this weekend. We have a show on Friday and a show on Saturday. Um, My show, I just remember what it is. Uh, The show on Friday, I am spending an hour with my friend Lisa Spenceke, who owns Asheville, Raven, and Crone. Very excited about that. And we are going to meet the author of the Glam Witch, Michael Herkes, is joining us. We're I'm really excited about that, too. So it's going to be a great weekend. Try to have a good week, y'all. We love you. Talk to you soon. Have a good night.